who brought us to the doorway of his glory. We were stepping on the wind of the Spirit this morning. I felt that the church is rising indeed. I received the word last week that we need to learn to prophesy. Speak to the dead bones. Tell them to come alive. And uh, you need to know that uh, dead bones speaks of many things. Dead bones can speak to the very um, dreams that you have had that don't seem to be coming to fruition. And unless you are actively involved in the seeing what is invisible to the natural eye, but what you see in your spirit, if you do not activate it, it will remain a dream. But the day you speak, when you speak, you remember you are giving life to that thing. And unless it comes alive, it remains there, but not tangible. And God wants us to touch things. Ezekiel 30, uh, Isaiah 39 tells us about the, oh, by the way, can I say welcome everyone this morning? I know the church is full this morning, but blessed be the name of Jesus. Amen. And so, um, I want to paint a picture at the beginning, from the very outset. The subject is very different to what we're going to be speaking about. But I just realized that except we understand who we are. Isaiah 39 says, there was ambassadors from Babylon that came to seek after the well-being of King Hezekiah. And Hezekiah, he was the one that was very sick. And he repented of his ways and God added 15 years to his life. You remember? Repentance will always add value and add life and add strength to your next day. But they were so charming that Hezekiah decided to open the treasure of God's house and began to boast about the treasures that God had laid up in his own life. He began to boast. And you know the story that all the treasures of the house of God were plundered. The moral of the story is the day we begin to know how to represent another, whether it be a good spirit or a bad spirit, you can effect mighty plunder in that situation. 
that day we see ourselves not just speak about it, but the day we become the representatives of God, our Father. There is mighty plunder that is waiting for the church that will arise to its position that, is, that does not become to, that does not come to feed out of God's pot one day in the week. When we will invest ourselves in the word of God, we would see the mighty plunder that God is ready to release. Because I believe right now we are at a critical edge of the church of Jesus Christ. Mari read uh, uh, Exodus chapter 1 uh, to me the other morning when we couldn't, uh, when I didn't, don't know what time, we were up 3 o'clock or something, and she began to read this year. But what I heard out of the whole conversation was I think from verse 7 where it says and Joseph had died and a new king rose up who did not know Joseph who did not know or understand the value that Joseph had brought to Egypt and so that generation had died and this king rises up and then he sees that the Jew in his uh, homeland had now become so strong that they said he reckoned to his henchmen that if there's any war that happens and our enemies align themselves with the Jews, we will be annihilated. So we need to learn how to deal with them wisely. It didn't say we're going to go and just take them out because we know that uh, their God works with them, works for them, works on their behalf. But we need to create a strategy. We get them so busy. We get them so busy. Please don't think about busy as in physical work. That is not busy. It is busy the things that are running around in your mind. Occupied by those things that keep you unproductive in the word of God. Because as you begin to read the word, your thoughts are hijacked and you are thinking of other things outside of what God is ready to download into your spirit. For me, I can never be tired physically. Because once I sleep, my strength is renewed again. When I find myself that I am tired, I get up in the morning yawning, I have to check what is going on in my spirit. Because if my spirit is disturbed, that is when I know tiredness following me into the next day. But if my spirit has been cleared, I am ready to receive the new day that God has placed at my disposal 
I say to myself, this is a day that the Lord has made. Therefore, I, I will rejoice. Not that God will make me glad, but I will put on the mantle of joy and I will embrace the day that this day I shall be productive. And you will never be tired. You might come home with aches and pains because you are lifting this and pushing that and doing that. But the reality is you are renewed in your sleep. We have had prayer sessions in this place where people never sleep but they are here the next morning for the service. You will never see them yawning. It is only those whose mind has been hijacked. You will see the <laughs> they are disturbed in their spirit man. They are not tired physically. Their spirit has not been fed. Amen? That was an introduction. No, that watch can't be right. Can't be 10 o'clock already. Hey, boo. Okay, then I have to paraphrase. One of the things that I have become aware of, it is that which you honor, glory will come. Moses in the Exodus, few weeks, few months down the line, in their journey from Egypt to the promised land, they find themselves in a place where they need to go and see the land that they are going to. And God says to Moses, Moses, hey, what a blessed man Moses had me, was. Moses, I want you to take of every tribe, take a representative. From all the sons of Jacob, because the sons of Jacob became the 12 pillars or the 12 silos as Jesus did. Jesus replicated what Jacob had set in motion. Jesus had 12 disciples. When you look at them apostolically, they are the silos or the containers in which Jesus released all that he carried inside of him. 
And by the way, the name Jesus, if it is not completed by the Christ, it could be any Jesus. There are many people right now whose names is Jesus, isn't it? Those of you that follow uh, soccer, remember, I think it was uh, two seasons ago where there was uh, these two teams. On one side, there was Muhammad. On the other side, oh, Muhammad Salah. On this side here, there was uh, Jesus somebody. And they say there is a clash of the two. Who's going to succeed, uh, Jesus or Muhammad? Okay, Liverpool did win. Because that Jesus is not the Christ. You have to know which Jesus are you speaking about. Anybody can become Jesus. But there's only one Christ. There is only one anointed of God. Or anointed by God. So Moses sends out the spies that they go out and is very specific what he wants them to do. He says, go and check out the land. Take a good look at the people. Are they strong or they are weak? Are they living in uh, built up areas where they have walls that protect them? Look at the land. See if it is barren or if it's fertile. There were many things that uh, you, you uh, might have to go and look at. But because of time, I need to take a few strides ahead. We might go back or might go forward, I don't know. I still want to go to First uh, Peter as well. He sends them, they go, and then at the end of all the instructions, what you'll need to go and look for. He says, make sure you bring the fruit from there. Because I am sending you in the right season because it is a season of the first ripe grapes. Okay, they brought the grapes, they brought the pomegranates, they brought the figs. And then they come back. 40 days later, they come back. Man, the grapes were picked from a place that is still now called Eshkol, which was bombed, I think, was it last year? There was a few bombs that fell on Eshkol. Eshkol simply means the valley of the cluster of grapes. You see, with everything that uh, the Jews named, or God allowed them to name, all has had a historical value placed on it or it had a destiny that was attached to it. They just didn't call names. They didn't just name anything. The name was attached to something of significance. I mean, you will see Elimelech, you will see all the guys. It spoke of something concerning God and God's provision. And then there was the report that they brought, they said, look at the grapes, the fruit, how fruitful this land is. 
Look at its beauty that it produces. And then they will say, nevertheless, we saw the sons of Anak living there. They are giants. And when we looked at ourselves, You see, they came off of... Remember, the word says Moses sent them. When you are sent, like the, the ambassadors from Babylon, they carried the authority of the Babylonian king. When you are sent, you carry the authority of the one that sent you. In other words, like Ezekiel in the Valley of Dry Bones, he never brought his opinion. He only spoke what he heard God say. When he saw the dry bones, he never said, it is hopeless, it's clear, it's finished. He said when he was asked, what do you see? He said, I saw the dry bones. And God said to him, Can these dry bones live? He said, "Uh, Lord, I don't know. Only you know. That is what an ambassador does. The representative, one who has no opinion on the matter except the opinion of the one who sent him. When we take that into heart, now an ambassador has got to go and study. You can't just pick up somebody in the street and say, go and represent me. You've got to know who you represent. Who sends you must know who you are as well. That is why he's going to bring you into his program. And when you prove that you are in agreement with his program, then he can send you. they began to bring a bad report. So, I mean, we are given just snippets, not the whole conversation. But we get a a gist of what took place. Because it was so strong that, uh, um, man, Caleb, by the, the way I read it, it is like he got up and he said, be quiet. And he said, let's go at once and take it. Let us go and take it. All I'm saying to you, because as you read on, uh, um, This is in uh, Exodus 13. You read on in uh, Exodus 14. Um, Please, you can uh, please go and read it. Exodus 13. And then uh, this is what it says in Exodus 14. I'm just highlighting, I'm highlighting today. But we will go a little deeper in... uh, First Peter.
you know, no man, I'm, I'm, numbers, sorry, amen. That's why I'm thinking I'm totally lost here now. Numbers, sorry. Numbers 13. So there was 10 of the 12 that brought a bad report of the land that they went into. And two of the 12, Joshua and Caleb, said, this is ours. Why? We have no opinion of what it shall be. But God said it. And if God said it, then we go and take it. You know, there's nothing to debate about this. Let's not go and debate because when we hear everybody's opinion, I had to measure a kitchen on Friday. Oh, it's a small little thing. There was seven people and a debate that ensued. It took an hour to come to a decision, a decision that I don't even know. Because there's so many opinions. So in the multitude of words, when it comes to what God said, wisdom is not born out of that. Wisdom is born out of the word of God. And so, in the end, uh, uh, Exodus 14 verse 11 and the Lord said to Moses how long will these people provoke me and how long will it be that they do not believe in me for all the signs which I have shown among them I will smite them with pestilence and I will disinherit them and will make of you a great nation and mightier than they and Moses said to the Lord then the Egyptians shall say for you brought us up the, you brought up this people in the mighty in your might from among them and they will tell it to the inhabitants of that land for they have heard that you are Lord among his people that you Lord are seen face to face and that your cloud stands over them and that you go before them by day, uh, by day in a pillar of a cloud and in a pillar of fire by night. Now, if you shall kill all these people as one man, then the nations which have heard of your fame of you will speak a saying, because the Lord was not able to bring his people into the land which he saw to them. Therefore, he has killed them in the wilderness. And then, verse 30. This is what I want to leave with you. He says, Doubtless you shall not come into the land concerning which I swear to make you dwell therein, except Caleb and Joshua. But your little ones 
for me, verse 31, again reminded me of what the Lord has been saying to me even during the week. It just further deepened what God has been saying. Guard your heart. I made a notation also this morning that God is dealing with our hearts. In the week, they, uh, somebody came and removed my uh, motor for the gate. I went out at half past five for the walk. I come to the gate, and the thing is stubborn. And I'm thinking, I left the house with the lights on. I heard the fridge running. Why it's not opening? And then I look at the motor. Oh, okay, the cap is lying like that. Oh, okay. I open it, okay, the guts are gone. So, But the amazing thing, I never got angry. I never kicked the gate, I never kicked the floor. There was no anger. I know it's going to cost me about 8,000 rands to replace it. But I'm not panicked. As I went on the walk, and even reminded again on Saturday, God said to me, it's not what you say. You remember last week I said to you, what you say, God, what you say against your husband, against your wife, against your children. He said to me, even what you think. Because it can become evil. I had to check my spirit again. Lord, am I standing pure before you? And then I got that word, of course, that uh, I've said it to you. What you honor becomes glory. That we will see uh, First Peter, I think, or is it Second Peter, uh, one verses sixteen and seventeen. But what I, I, before I move on yet, let me just leave this with you. What you despise, what you despise. I must read what I wrote. You cannot expect to receive provision all manner from what you despise. What you honor will give you back more grace and more grace. Be careful what you despise as touching the things of God. As touching relationships don't despise your wife. Don't despise your husband. Don't despise even your neighbor. You are God's representative. Being a representative, it means uh, when you see me, you see the one that I represent. It is not you. It's not about you. God saved you so that you must become his face in this world.
the children of Israel or the ten tribes despised the land that God had said. It's a land that flows with milk and honey. In fact, they admitted. They said, surely the land is flowing with milk and honey. But those that are occupying are too strong for us. They never came to a place where we say, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. That was thrown by the wayside. Their fears became predominant. They didn't say, I will hide under the blood. Remember, they had already seen the blood coming out of Egypt, working wonders for them. They had seen the application of blood. Now, we are even in a, we don't have to go and kill a goat or kill a fowl and sprinkle blood in our home. We have Jesus. We have Jesus. And so, whatever happens to us, it has to be for the glory of God. Yes, my home was violated. Somebody took the gate motor. But the reality is God has a plan to get that nonsense out of my heart. If it's for my purification, so then be it. Because I, I, I woke up yesterday morning uh, and uh, thinking uh, when the next one comes, how do I hotwire the thing that a person gets shocked and then when I was coming from work, I saw one person walking with no foot there. And the Lord said, would you be happy to see that person walking like that? God is dealing with a heart, my heart. I don't know about yours. Maybe you're standing pure. But I am just sharing what God is doing to me. Because I, I, I had to question, God, are you speaking to me? Can I share this in church? And he said to me, if you change, then they change. Or they have to change. Remember, a child is born, but that child becomes a boy, and that boy becomes a son, and that son becomes a father, and that, oh man. We never remain in the same condition. There has to be a place that we rise up and take our rightful place. And there's no grandfathers in the kingdom. There's only fathers. The ultimate is to reach a fatherhood, not to produce natural children. Yes, that's part of growing, but the reality is we must produce a spiritual sons. I'll show you. Let's go to First Peter. Chapter 1. First Peter, that chapter one, that was for that side. First Peter, chapter two. I titled that one uh, "Take Off the Weight." Now that we have seen the dry bones are coming back to life, 
or gaining life? What is our next step? Peter gives us. He says, wherefore laying aside all malice and all guile and all hypocrisies and envies and all evil speakings. As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow by it. It is only the word. I have heard many people saying, now I need a a strong word. I need meat out of the word. But if you haven't had milk, there is no point in you going for a a strong meat. To choke you. So as some people left, they say, uh, this apostolic thing, I don't understand it. Because the apostolic uh, requires accountability. We uh, don't just come and say, the Lord has blessed you, the Lord bless you. Just uh, love him. And uh, No, it says that uh, you need to learn to come into sonship. Take responsibility for your own spiritual growth. That you cannot stay uh, excluded. You know, I heard a story yesterday that uh, people got fed up with us because we were not giving a, a position when uh, Pastor Thamu was coming. We're not saying, well, you're going to do this here. You're going to be the one that is strutting your stuff on the stage because we've got visitors coming. If you don't know how to serve, how am I going to give you a position to do what? You don't know. You exclude yourself. You only come when it's glory time. No, you can't do that. Not to, you, you can't do that in your father's house because you are a stranger. It is only those that are active. I don't even have to tell you what you need to do because you are already doing it. Why wait to be told what to do? But anyway, if so be, uh, as newborn babes, uh, okay, I read that one. If so be that you have tasted that the Lord is gracious, to whom coming as unto a living stone, disallowed indeed of men, but hand selected by God as being valuable. For me, that spoke to you and I. Where the man has rejected you, you are a foundation when you are in Christ. In other words, when the foundation is already inside of you, know how to build from there. You have to know how to build. You have to take that responsibility that God handed. Says precious, handpicked, handpicked. Why? Because he found deep value in you. You also, as lively stones, you also. And it didn't say some will become lively stones. He says you also. A lively stones. You are built up as a spiritual house. A holy priesthood. 
to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Remember when the dry bones were finally come together, uh, 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 God uh, said to uh, Ezekiel, see, this is a household of Israel. They were made of different tribes. Just like uh, they will say, you know, uh, we used to be asked uh, uh, sometime by um, some religion that uh, how come, maybe you've been asked this here, how come there's so many churches in town? Huh? How, many, how come there's so many churches? Are you all believe in different gods? What's your answer? We have what is called now, the language that we are learning, it's called a city church, which is the church of Jesus Christ. But within the church of Jesus Christ, there are fathers who manage their household. I'm a father managing this jurisdiction. The guys next door, they are managing their household. Those God has allocated to. Those I, I receive a, a word of instruction this morning based on Isaiah 55, which we have spoken about in the past. That when you minister the word, become indiscriminate to who you are ministering that word to. Because there will be those that are coming for bread. And then there will be those that are coming for the seed. You remember the word there says, he will give bread to the eater and a seed to the sower. So, there are those that will come for bread. When they've had their full, then they will take it and go. But those that came for a seed, they will take that seed Go and plant it and cause the field to increase. Consumers and sowers. We have to learn how to sow. Otherwise, your field will become barren. If you don't know how to sow, we will become barren have to know how to sow a seed. Not taking an offering right now. You also, as living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house. You, personally, you are a spiritual house. Even in the jurisdiction of your four walls in your home. You are a father. 
even though we all come together here to listen to God's word and as a father you take it home and severally, equally break it down, distribute it to those that are around you. That's a responsibility of the father is to take the word and feed the children. Unto you, therefore, which believe, he is precious, but unto them which are disobedient, he becomes the stone which the builders disallowed. The same is made to be a chief cornerstone. And it becomes a stumbling block of offense. That is when it becomes tricky for those that are looking for recognition. Because it becomes an offense to some people. Now, if you want to be loved by everybody, this is not a word for you. But if you want to please your father, you will know how to take even one talent and multiply it. When you know how to manage in the jurisdiction of men, then you will know how to be judicious and how to take what you have and distribute it to feed the nations. It's not, it doesn't take some mighty <laughs> sometimes we get so hijacked with simple things. You know, if I if I began to speak with an American accent, we'll fill this church. If I had some entertainment strategy, we'll fill the house. But when we speak a word that touches each and every one of us at the same time, that the word that demands change, then we become unpopular. And God has said to me very clearly in a few, few weeks back, be content to minister my word. And I realize that, that we're not going to be pleasing to many. Maybe to those that come for bread. But to those that desire to see their lives being bettered, it's not going to be by the pronouncement of my mouth. It is what you do not despise, that which you give honor to. If you receive today's word, you go and say, Lord, changes need to take place in my life. Guard my thoughts. Because now it's no longer, well, maybe for me, maybe you will come later into this atmosphere. But for me right now, God is saying, guard even what goes through your mind.
don't know. Is it about other people, what I think about myself? I've got no idea right now. But I know God is, will reveal it in time. You see, God is not bound by my time. He moves in his own time. Sometimes you say, God, just hurry up. And he says, but uh, you haven't got the capacity for me to download what you need to carry. Oh, God, I'm getting too old. And he said, who said I can't renew you like an eagle's? Maybe I want to tutor you a little bit and take out all the things that, that take off the heavy weights. Embrace Christ and you will become the chief cornerstone. Oh, no, 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 no. That is about Jesus. <laughs> Jesus said, such as I have, I give to you. Hmm? No, no, no. Don't run away. Don't run away from this. Don't run away from this. It's our responsibility. That's mine right now. But I'm just preparing you for what's coming. Glory is coming to the house. Glory is coming to the house. I've asked God a long time that when I reach my cell by date, please don't wait another hour. Just take me out. I'm not saying kill me. I'm just saying, okay, raise up somebody in the house so that uh, they can come with such a powerful word that I have no option but to sit down. Because uh, I, I, I don't need to be recognized for anything. I don't need to lead. I have no need for that. I've got many things that I, I, I would love to be doing. But God raised a son in the house so that must become a father to this house. Bring their characteristics into that environment. And I know God is going to surprise us. <laughs> it's going to surprise us. And I love it. When God doesn't notify me, you know. Ooh, do, 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 do. God is ready to speak through you. He just does it. He just does it. Why? Because he's God. He doesn't need my approval. When it comes to you, he doesn't need my approval how to bless you. He'll just simply bless you. Why? When you become obedient. Obedient. Honor will bring glory. You honor your father. And you see what your father won't do for you. There's no young people here today. Wait. Okay, there's, there's three at the back there. There's four. There's five. Just think about this here. Think about this here. Think about this here. In the natural. If you leave your father's house, go and shack up. Go, go, go and marry somebody. 
you know, I've heard people getting married without informing their parents. And then they go and set, set up their own home. If you have not been sent, you're not going to reach full potential. Don't fight with your parents. And then go and do your own thing and think you're going to prosper. You cannot leave a church, go somewhere else without telling that father, send me. It might not be in your, even the prodigal son, he left without the father's blessing. But remember, the father never would hold the blessing. His, the son came and demanded his lot. The father gave it to him, but he never blessed him. And so daily the father's occupation was to sit and wait for the son to return so that the father can send him. When the father sends... Blessings are wherever your foot shall tread. Don't leave home angry and think your day is going to prosper. Don't do that. Well, I'm speaking to four people. Yeshay, are you listening? Don't become arrogant please if any one of you ran away from home <laughs> repent repent so that your sins can be forgiven you might think well uh, we've been like this here for years already oh God I will always remember that scripture. Your eye hasn't seen, your ear hasn't heard, nor has it entered your mind what God has got in store for you. Clear the decks. Clear the decks. Leave no stone unturned. That's uh, the government speak right now. You know, whenever there's a problem, they say, we would leave no stone unturned. Got a one luto. Nothing ever changes, but it just speaks. But I'm saying to you, if there's any possibility that the enemy has a foothold to hold you back on, you need to dethrone the enemy from that. Remove it. It might not be a problem, but if you remember that you left home in a huff and a puff and you said, well, I am going from it. I have to honor. When I honor the man, the grace carrier, not the man as a human being, even though that's important. Even when he was supposed to have come here last year, he said, Hindi, what do you want to minister? What do you want me to minister on? I said, just bring what you carry inside of you. It's what I want to come and release it over the house. That's all I need from you. So, I'm asking you, church, we are standing on the greatest moment of this church. 
let us sort out relationships, families first, within our own family. And then we, begin, we need to begin to care for one another. Let us help one another where the help is needed. Don't remain an island. Be known. Help. Have a conversation. Get involved. Okay? It is absolutely important. Don't be a remain a visitor. Don't just come looking for bread. Come and pick up grain. Fully demonstrated in uh, the children of Jacob going to Egypt. Joseph allowed himself to be known to them by even putting his cup into, into, into their bag the first time they came. They came for sustenance and he gave them more. He gave them a cup, silver. What does silver speak of? Eh? Betrayal? No. No, not betrayal. Think it's salvation. Silver speaks of salvation. He gave of himself. Remember, Joseph is a picture of Jesus. We have to understand these things, church. It makes your Bible come alive when you see these things come together. But don't keep it in the mind. Let it drop into your spirit. Okay. Now, I want you to think of, on this. It's the last words. <clears throat> If you find there are areas that you need to fix, this is my prayer for you. This is my prayer for me. I wrote here, Lord, circumcise my heart so that that which issues out of me will produce righteous living. The words let my words be like droplets of rain that will nourish the ground or the soil on which it will fall. Can you take that? Circumcise my heart so that from my issue or from my seed or from my sperm. Production must be or the outcome or the produce must be righteous living. So that my words will fall like droplets of rain. Not a flood because 
we are told that a flood will come uh, and remove a deluge of lies. But the droplets of rain. In Israel, the system of irrigation is droplets. Not fast rain because it causes soil erosion, but drops. Every plant is remotely controlled via computer because water is precious to them. They are in the desert. Even though they have made the desert to bloom, but God gave them understanding of how to produce out of nothing. Gave them a system which they wanted to implement in South Africa, but we've thrown them out. Even our Miss World is not allowed to go there. Miss South Africa, rather. Because of the deluge of lies. But God is going to raise a flood that is going to break those lies. Guard my mouth, Lord, that what comes out of here produces life. Okay? So I'm asking you. Let what comes out of your heart be life-giving source. If you have a deep hatred for somebody, ask God to release you from that. Because it's a hindrance to you. It's a hindrance to your growth. Set them free. It's you that's going to grow arthritis, not them. In fact, you will see them prospering. You'll see them prospering and you're going to get more arthritis. Free yourself. Free yourself. I'm telling you, come to Jesus. There is wealth in Jesus. There is wealth in Christ. Yes, I'm not saying there'll be no problems. Problems might multiply against you. But I'm telling you, you have the strength and the stamina to stand and be completely healed. Welcome after your operation. I see you struggling with, uh, with some pain. Yeah, can see that. I can see. But uh, out of this, strength will come back to you. And then you'll be able to focus on developing your faith in God. Allow that man there to flourish. You know that when you love him, he flourishes. When he loves you, you flourish. You know that. If we do not hinder one another, we flourish. We flourish. I'm not saying we don't argue. We do. Well, that's us. We do. Oh, we do. But when we love, we love hard too. So, whatever. If there's things that can't be fixed, leave them. Don't dwell on them. Move forward. Move forward. What was done yesterday, it's done. You can't change it. But move forward. Keep going. 
God is on your side telling you let's not be held ransom by what people are saying about us doesn't matter let him grow at the writers you be free in Christ go for Jesus alright go for Jesus in spite of all that that's our only time that I can say, then you are heaping hot coals upon their heads. When you go for God in spite of what people are saying, what their expectations are, let's go for God. And God is able to, what you give honor to, glory will accompany that. All right. Let's give honor to the Lord's table. Because Jesus gave his life. He gave it. He wasn't murdered by the Jews. I know we like to go back to that. The Romans had this, and the Jews had that. It was God's plan that his son will be taken by evil men, yes, to reveal what's in their heart. But he will surely open the door that even them can come in into the fold when they come to repentance life springs forth so that we have cleared the decks we have cleared even our minds that we hold nobody ransom we hold nobody responsible for where we are we know that God has a plan for my tomorrow I know that you should know that you should confess it and say, Lord, I know you have a plan for my tomorrow. Can I hear it? Help me to understand that. Not just to say it with my mouth, but let it fall deep into my spirit as you unveil your plans for me. I seal that covenant right now. With your body and the blood that is before us. I receive it as an atonement for that which the price was fully paid for. And so I ask this morning, Father God, that you would place these emblems into our bodies. For it was your body that was broken that we might be healed. It was the blood that was shed that new life might spring forth in us. I receive this morning, Father, in the precious name of Jesus, that which the Father ordained before the foundations of the earth, that today, that today in 2021, I might come into freedom in Christ, that which was purchased for me so many years ago. And I bless this table this morning, God, that it produces life in Jesus' name.